On today's episode of Relative Currency, we very much underestimate how excellent the healthcare is in other countries at an affordable cost. And um, I do think there is a level of illusion of, uh, of feeling that our healthcare is, is superior. Um, and, you know, it, this is not what we're talking about, but I think that that certainly should be a large factor when you consider your retirement is what you're going to spend on healthcare. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things, we're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans, financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Alicia and Treffin, and we're so excited you could join us uh, on today's episode. Um, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to continue this part of a series we've been doing for a while over the, the five seasons we've been doing the show, um, and it's, it's called our Retire or Die Trying series, and the whole idea behind uh, this series is, you know, um, you're either going to retire, or you're going to die trying. And, 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 and so it sounds kind of cliche or simple, but it's really a battle that we all have to go through, have to figure out. And so this is just another chapter in that. But before we get into all uh, what we're going to cover uh, regarding that tonight, don't forget to uh, subscribe to uh, the podcast. We're on iTunes, uh, Google, Google, Spot Google Play, Spotify and all other major podcast platforms. In addition, uh, visit relativecurrency.com, uh, sign up for our newsletter, get a free gift on um, some 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 wealth building tips that you would find, I think you will find very handy. So I want to encourage you uh, to do that as well. So, um, you know, I won't, won't belabor the point and get kind of jump right into it, but, you know, this, this, this particular iteration of retire or die trying, we're going to talk about retiring abroad. And, and when we had briefly touched on this earlier, and, and, and I think maybe part one or part two of the series, I think this is part four uh, that we're talking about not right now. And, and I think that, um, you know, one of the things that we sometimes don't consider when people talk about retirement, retiring, you know, you think about, well, my, people talk about moving to, you know, South Carolina or Florida or, you know, so, you know, somewhere in the South, somewhere warm. And a lot of times people don't consider, well, maybe somewhere warm, maybe somewhere, you know, with the climate you want is, is not even in this country. And, you know, in, initially it could probably be intimidating because you're like, well, what if, you know, there's a language barrier? What if they, you know, the, the standard of living is not um, up to my, up to my uh, expectation? You know, can I afford it? And, what 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 we're going to talk about tonight? We're going to link this um, article that we're kind of referencing uh, from Greenback Expat Expat Tax Services. Uh, they have they list the top nine tax free retirement countries for Americans abroad. And so, what this article really does uh, at a high level is it goes through and it, it lists a number of countries that actually allow uh, and not just allow but actually incentivize for expats um, to come in to their country. And, and live 
in a great way with a lower cost of living and with subsidies for things like utility bills and and, and mortgages and uh, doctor's visits and dental exams. And, 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 and so these are our co co countries like Panama, Costa Rica, Portugal, Ecuador, uh, Belize, and, and just to name a few. And they all, you know, are, are countries that certainly um, are, are not, you know, if you're flying, they're not too far um, and, and things like that. Now, one thing I would say to consider before I throw Dr. Treffin and Lisi is a lot of times people say, well, if I live in another country, I may not see my family as much. But I would say this to you, submit this to you. If you only see your family three or four times a year um, and you live in the States, you can probably see them three or four times a year living from these locations and it won't be uh, with the cost of living reduction and other things, it, it won't be any more expensive to do that. Yeah, you'd have to fly, but of course, um, you know, so sometimes it's 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 the idea that I want to be close to people, but I'm not actually taking advantage of the fact that I live close to people. So I, yeah, I could see them 10 times a year, but I only see them three times. So now that I'm living abroad, I can only see them three times, but you're seeing them the same amount of times you normally where you just don't have the opportunity to the, for the extra time. So that's just something to consider uh, when you look at uh, the, this type of thing. And, and like I said, it's something that it may not be for everyone, but as we all you know, get closer to retirement, there's many things that could come up as we get closer to retirement. You never know if you have a health crisis or any other financial crisis that could impact your retirement in a way that you may not be able to retire where you thought you would. And so rather than have to work at Walmart or do, you know, some menial jobs until you know you you die. There's a possibility where you can you know live somewhere with a pretty high standard of living, as well as um, be close to your family. So I'm gonna uh, just kind of throw it out to Trevor and Alicia. Just you know, what are you guys' thoughts on you know retiring abroad? Is it something that more Americans should be open to? And, and if so, like what are the things you know they should be doing uh, to prepare for that reality? I definitely definitely believe that Americans on the whole should be more open to considering a retirement abroad. Looking at the countries on this list, particularly, a lot of these, you could almost say there's, uh, you know, an accommodation for the American comfort zone in the sense that these countries, uh, most of them on the list are in the same hemisphere. Um, many of them are... Uh, Spanish-speaking countries, which actually should be accessible <laughs> to Americans, given that we have such a large Spanish-speaking population. Um, it's a, a language that's frequently offered for study, both uh, when you're in school and even beyond. And, you know, honestly, like a, the country that comes in at number six, Belize, I mean, they speak English there. Um, and in most of these countries, they do have some sort of expatriate uh, population or an American presence that would allow you to be able to speak English if you really feel like you can't rise to the level of acquiring um, another language. I also think that particularly coming from the perspective of being a physician and seeing what's going on with healthcare in this country and knowing that that's you know, a certain expense that can be expected to rise in retirement you know, you, you may not be paying for um, certain types of things uh, that will phase out as you get older, but healthcare is not only likely to be constant, it's likely to be an increasing expense. And I think that we very much underestimate how 
excellent the healthcare is in other countries at an affordable cost. And um, I do think there is a level of illusion of, uh, of feeling that our healthcare is, is superior. Um, and, you know, it, this is not what we're talking about, but I think that that certainly should be a large factor when you consider your retirement is what you're going to spend on healthcare. And my uh, belief is, you know, just looking at this list that in the majority, of, if not all of these countries, you're going to find healthcare that's not only comparable to what you uh, would have in the United States, but in some cases superior in its delivery and execution, and certainly superior in terms of cost. Um, I think that it can't be overstated that many countries are doing healthcare better at a lower cost to the individual. And, you know, as you said, rather than be forced to work some sort of job when you really would rather not have to work at all, just in order to meet a criteria to, to continue to receive health care benefits versus the chance of being in a sunny, warm location with great weather, living it up and not having to worry about the health care costs destroying your entire you know, retirement fund and budget, that there's no way that you are served by overlooking this as a, as a very viable option for your golden years. Well said, well said, Treffin. Um, I'm sure you have some, something to add. What do you, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on this, on this topic? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a good list. Um, like you said, it's, it's definitely, these are definitely comfortable places for Americans to retire for sure. Um, and looking at taxes and things like that, that's also really important in Asia. Maybe they're not so straightforward with all the countries, uh, China, for example. Um, I like a lot of places on the list. I have some friends that actually recently moved to number three, some, uh, Chinese friends, one friend who lived in the States for a really long time. And they're they're loving Portugal a lot. The food is amazing there. It's a very beautiful country. Uh, I believe they're in the capital, and um, things things are. He's he's not working right now. He essentially um, is taking like a year or two break right now to try to see if he can find work. Um, so he's like, I guess semi retired right now. But um, language is really important for him in Portugal. So. That's um, something you'd, you'd have to learn Portuguese if you go to Portugal. Um, and he's struggling with that, but he's a smart guy, so I'm sure he'll he'll figure it out. He's only been there now for about three months. Um, he's He is lonely. Uh, he, he's recently married, so him and his uh, wife are there. She works. She actually got a transfer from China to Portugal. So he's he's trying to... You know, find his place, find his friends and um, do all that kind of stuff. So right now he's mostly just um, socializing with the people around his wife's work. So those are maybe some things to think about, too. If you you do um, your retirement, do you do you want to work? Do you want to have something that gets you out of the house? Are you just going to um, what are you going to do to socialize? Because that's a, a really important thing that you still need to do, um, even if you are retiring. So he doesn't need to work. He's got the money and everything like that. But that's something that he's uh, that's still on his mind right now is uh, what is he going to do to socialize? So I think he'll go to school, learn the language and then maybe start going to the gym a little bit more. And that might help him out. 
Um, the Philippines, I've been there a few times. Uh, the Philippines is another great place. It's the number eight on the list. And I absolutely love the Philippines as a holiday place. Uh, it's really close to China. I've been there a lot of times. I often meet a lot of Americans. I think everything they say about it on the list is absolutely true. The one thing I would say to look out for in the Philippines is sometimes you don't like being in a military town. Um, and Manila and some of the other islands and stuff in the Philippines have a very high American military presence. I, I grew up in a military city, so it doesn't really bother me. But uh, I've had some people, it just rubs them the wrong way. So uh, that's something to to keep in mind. If you, you're not uh, so crazy about seeing all these young military guys and stuff running around, these old military families and things like that, there's a lot of them in the Philippines, um, specifically Americans. Um, but uh, Philippines is great. I absolutely love him. Uh, and the farther away you get from the military bases, then you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But uh, once you do that, the language for the Philippines, I think there's like three or four different languages in the Philippines, probably more. But I know they have two two very basic languages that most of the like 50% of the country speaks. So that's something to keep in mind for the Philippines. Once you start getting away from the bigger cities, you're going to have to maybe pick up some of the language. But for the most part, everybody in the Philippines speaks English. Uh, and a lot of Asians, including the people in the Philippines, say that uh, Filipino people speak the best English. Um, don't know much about Mal <laughs> Malta, but I, I think I keep getting Malta confused with the Maldives. I'm not sure, but... I know a lot of my friends in China like to go to either Malta or the Maldives. I need to, to check that, but I, I don't know very much about that. But that's uh, I'm doing research on that right now to try to find out more about that. But it sounds really nice. So I'd, I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, Malta. definitely. People definitely are retiring in the Maldives. I mean, if they, I mean, that's not that's not a retirement like uh, destination. Not not for you know. Uh, the people we're talking about on this list, there might be for, you know, celebrity retirement. Um, so, yeah, Malta definitely is um, probably maybe where your friends are going or if they're really, really wealthy, they yeah. may go to Maldives. Um, this golden visa stuff's really interesting. I've not, I've heard of things similar to it. I've, I have some friends who've also, basically, they don't necessarily retire in Greece, but they use Greece as a means of getting a passport. So if you buy property in Greece, if, if so, an American passport's pretty good. I think if uh, you ever look at a passport list as far as like best passports in the world to have, this is essentially what passport allows you to go to the most places. Greece is actually a pretty decent passport to also have. Um, and as Americans, we can hold two passports as long as we're not running for office or anything like that, or multiple passports, sign. So that's something to think about for Greece also. But this this golden visa that I'm, I think I'm seeing this for a few of these different countries is something that I'd be interested in actually too. It looks kind of really cool. So I need I need to look more into that. Yeah, like I said, we'll be linking this article um, in in the in the description. It's Greenbacks expect expect tax services, and the article is top nine tax free retirement countries for Americans abroad. So again. Continue to listen to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher. Um, well, Stitcher actually just went away. So we're now on Stitcher. Nobody's on Stitcher. We're on iTunes, um, Podbean, 
Google Play, Spotify, and all the major podcast platforms. Be sure to check us out. Also, um, visit relativecurrency.com, sign up for a newsletter, get a free wealth building uh, gift, uh, and you'll, I think you'll enjoy that. So, um, I mean, I, th I think I think this is just another another great, um, you know, discussion for for our listeners to really consider. Because this is just something, like I said, that's not necessarily covered in the news. And people, you always hear about retirement and Social Security and all these things like that. And, and I think that a lot of Americans have become afraid of retirement if they're going to make it. And I guess what, what I'd like to just kind of close with is retirement is an option for you. Um, it just may not be in this country. And I, I wanted ahead, to just throw out there also as a Black person that... Um, Certainly in Central and South America, you can also feel some comfort of knowing that there will be other people of of color there that look like you. So, you know, sometimes there can be a concern of, of you know, looking too much like an outlier. Not everybody has this concern, but it's a, it's a real it's a real concern. It's a real issue. So, you know, for example, in Belize and Panama and Costa Rica. Um, and I would say probably even in um, Ecuador, I've never been to Nic Nicaragua, um, but, you know, I in would most say of the, these the Filipinos are the least racist of a lot of the Asian countries on there, too. Like, I've mm -hmm. never experienced mm -hmm. in the Philippines, actually. They're very much open to people of color. So all this is good, good to know as well, you know, that we're we're seeing these are places that we would you know, really consider and or have traveled to. Um, I've been to a, a few of the countries on this list. And so, you know, and, and you know, Jay also is a, a world traveler. So it's all about opening your mind and seeing what possibilities, you know, are out there and to understand these aren't possibilities for somebody else. Like these, these could be possibilities for you. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah, they, again, um, I mean, just just want to thank Lixie and Treffer for all that information. Like I said, we will be linking this article uh, in the episode description. So wherever you you know get this podcast from, you should be able to uh, click the link in the description and kind of view it at your own leisure. Um, and like I said, we definitely hope that it opened and and, and sparked a seed uh, um, just just of exploration in you. So again, we want to thank you guys for listening. For Alicia and Treffin, I'm Frank. We'll see you guys soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.